to our podcast. We are the Faith Lift Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Welcome to day three of Hebrews 13 with the Faith Lift Sisters. I am having trouble with numbers. Uh, today. So I think it probably took me seven tries to get to where we were even talking about the right passage just a second ago. So Terry is going to read Hebrews 17. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> Don't worry, Suzanne. We will count it against you. <laughs> I'll read Hebrews 13 verses 7 through 16. How's that? There we go. My goodness. <laughs> You've got a block of some kind in there, Suzanne. I do. I do. <laughs> Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial food, which is of no benefit to those who do so. We have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. The high priest carries the blood of animals into the most high place as a sin offering, but the bodies are burned outside the camp. And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy through his blood. Let us then go to him outside the camp, bearing the disgrace he bore. For here we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for the city that is to come. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. That's good. This kind of leans back into the, hey, don't forget that we kind of talked about on the um, on our first episode this week of how this is kind of the tying up of loose ends, right? Because some of these things, um, they don't necessarily go, if you're going to read all of 13, it's like, okay, here's this little section and here's this little section and here's this little section. Um, but this really kind of chunks together. But again, they all tie back in in the overarching, keep your eyes on Jesus of it all. Absolutely. So I thought each one of these paragraphs had meat. Like it was, mm -hmm. there was a lot in this section. Yes. We're looking at like a quadruple 14 layer double decker hamburger of information <laughs> in this chapter. <laughs> Rosemary is like, That's ooh, very meaty. Very <laughs> Yeah. I'm a little overwhelmed, but I mean, when I go through this and really look at it, yeah. It'd be about the same feeling. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we've talked about marriage. We've talked about money. Right. Now we're going to talk about um, leaders and mm -hmm. submission. Um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, a lot. You know, at first I didn't stuff. get this um, verse eight. Why you know why did they put that in there? And then I looked up the commentaries on it, and it's like. Don't forget your leaders and what you've been taught by them, because <clears throat> the message is the same. 
it's not changing. If you start listening to other people, <clears throat> excuse me, their message won't be this message. Jesus doesn't change the message. The basic message, the bottom line is not going to change that. I'm like, oh, okay. So that's how that fits in. You know, because it seemed to me like, where that's coming from left field. So I'm like, what is yeah. verse eight? Oh. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But again, what I'm starting to notice with Hebrews is there's this, how the sentence structure and paragraph structure is working. Um, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to that's the first sentence in that paragraph. Consider, which means kind of look at that. Take a look at the what they're doing, the outcome of their way of life, and imitate their faith. In other words, if their outcome of life is not godly, consider that. Consider Notice that, that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it doesn't mean people can't change and, you know. Or that they're God, perfect. Right. And people don't have to be perfect. But you can imitate their faith as they walk their walk and they walk towards God because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever, like what you were saying, Terry. And then it, it just kind of backs up. He's the same. So that should be the same with your pastors or your leadership. And if it isn't, consider that and look at that. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're ultimately looking for someone to follow. You're looking at Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And Paul, in, in, in a different uh, passage somewhere else, says, you know what? Be imitators of me. You can do what I'm um, showing you because I'm following Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can look at me and say, I can follow this guy as a leader. Not to worship him or put him in God's place or Jesus's yeah. place, but the way he's living is the right way. And we can be imitators of that. And in some ways, it seems like so much pressure on our leaders, which, by the way, as they are in that position, it is pressure. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, God will give them that extra strength and grace as they continue to look to him. So I, I just think it's really important looking at the outcomes of their faith and looking at how they're walking it. And you're right, Angie, they don't have to be perfect. But then how do they handle those mistakes? Is it godly? That's really important to see that. Well, I liked your, your, your second kind of bullet point was consider the outcome of their lives. Consider the way they're living. You know, sometimes I think we we don't take the time to consider. You know, and I think that that, that's a kind of a dangerous path if we are not being wise and we're not considering does that life line up with a life of Jesus? Um, and if it doesn't, then if I see that, then I I need to be careful because that next verse then talks about not being deceived by strange teachings. Mm-hmm. So if I'm just blindly following someone and I'm not considering does their life continue to look like Jesus? Then I could be deceived because those people are probably going to come up with some strange teachings. So we just need to be thoughtful, you know, and prayerful about our walk with God. Take it seriously. And there is some, there are some very strange teachings out there. Yeah. And there also, let's be real, is some really weird stuff in the Bible. So if you come <laughs> across <true>. something <laughs> and you're like, I don't, oh no, this is weird, but like sometimes the Bible's kind of weird. So look it up. 
Yeah. If you don't know, and you're like, man, this sounds familiar, because that's something that happens a lot, a lot in our culture. Like, we take something, and Satan just twists it a teeny just a little bit. Little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like Terry was talking about yesterday, you know, the money being the root of all evil, that's not it. That's not it. So, get into your Bible. Yeah. Do uh, get into a good concordance. Get into a good um, commentary. You can Google things and don't take the top hit when you Google something for information. Please, ever, don't take the top hit. Um, Look and see if you see things that are repeated over and over and over again. Chase it back to the original source. Chase it back to where it comes from. And sometimes it's going to take some good, deep digging. But the more you're in your Bible, the more you're reading it, the more it's going to be settled in your heart. And the more you're going to be like, that's a weird teaching, but I know where that comes from. Mm -hmm. Or that sounds really good, but that is not right. Yeah. Sometimes you you have to get it in context of the culture like we've talked Mm -hmm. about before, because otherwise it doesn't make sense at all. Right. So getting that background, or if you have a Bible that has um, references, um, and you can look up other verses and go back to other verses that back it up or explain it a little bit better, that helps a lot too. It does. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and it's totally worth the time to read that little footnote that sends you to a different verse. And so go to that verse and then read the footnote on that. And sometimes they'll just circle back around to each other. Mm-hmm. But um, it's worth it because knowledge is power. Yeah. So I consider myself a reasonably mature Christian, Christian, just like maturing as I keep going. But I'm not in those brand new places where I don't know where to look things up. Um, I've had some time around the block, I guess I would say, with this. And I was just a few weeks ago on a rabbit trail, like one of these strange teachings. And I was going further and further to the point where I was like, what I had to do was take everything and not investigate it. I had to put it all aside and fix my eyes on Jesus. Mm-hmm. I had to turn and fix my eyes on him and say, okay, you settle this within me because you know it's true. I know who you are. I will be trusting you. So sometimes that's the answer. But by the way, I was in community with other Christians. They said, Rosemary, what are you doing? It was like, thank you. Thank you. That was so helpful. You know, <laughs> and um, it just helped end a lot of distress for me. That's true too. Like if I'm in these strange teaching, it's like, there's distress. It's like, something's not sitting right. Something's not sitting right. Yeah, it is okay to struggle with the word of God when we're in the Bible. That's okay to do that. But do it with people too who, who you trust their walk. Like you were just saying, Angie, like you consider their, their walk consider. and what they're doing. And when we look at the Hebrews and where they were, whoever this, whoever the people were that were receiving this letter, all around them were people that had these, um, they were doing the tabernacle system, right? It wasn't strange to the Jewish people because God had implemented that. So it was close enough to make them think this is it, but it was not right for them. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's not right, and I love this part, um, number 10 was like a drop mic moment. We have an altar from which, uh, I'm going to read 9-2. Don't be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is of no benefit to those who do so. So talking about that Levitical system, verse 10, 
We have an altar from which those who minister at at the tabernacle have no right to eat. So they're talking about the high priest. The people have been um, elevated and are super amazing in the community. And they're like, they don't even have a right to eat at our altar yet to understand that. And it was like, wow, things are, the order has changed. And being aware of that and telling the truth. Because remember a couple episodes back, well, we talked a lot about it, is that Jesus is the high priest. Right. As he came, he took all of that sacrifice and atoned for our sins, and he is now the high priest. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so the next um, verses talk about that that high priest and what he does and how Jesus did that for us. Um, and then 15, so through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that only profess his name. Man, I really like this mm-hmm. section of these. Um, and, and going back again and do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Again, it's that action backing up our thought. It's funny that we've like had 20, 25-minute discussions on three verses. <laughs> and here we have like 10, and we're like, okay, okay. so this is done. what it is. This is how it pertains. And now we'll just have Terry pray for us. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ready. <laughs> Oh, Lord, thanks again for giving us your word, revealing yourself to us and revealing um, our hearts and where they are and um, if they're growing closer to you or not. Lord, I just thank you for these passages that remind us that we need to keep our eyes on you, that we need to put you first in our lives, not to rely on um money and and other things and to keep our eyes on our leaders to check to make sure that um they're living godly lives and when we see that they are lord that we're free to follow them and to live like them as long as they keep their eyes fixed on you lord um help us all to live lives that reflect jesus lord And then as we go along in this life, help us to be content with what we have, Lord, because we have you. And um, without you, there's an end is not contentment. It's emptiness. And um, the life that we live with you, Lord, if we fill it up with you, we are happy, content with what we have, which is um, in itself a life of abundance. So we just pray, Lord, that we would always think of you first um, as we go through our days, as we present our lives to others, and um, just help us to walk in your ways, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ha, 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 ha.